This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I wish to take you back alive. This is your last warning. The choice is yours. What do you say, John? That's right. What do you want? Cooperation. This sector has been under total control for over five years. There is little more I can do here. It is, as you say, without challenges. If you supply to me worthy information about more Stinger missiles you are planning to deliver, it could provide a way out of this for us both. After all, in the end, what everyone really wants is peace. Welcome to the party, pal! Action Movie Reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Let's pump it up around here, boys. Action movie rewind. Oh yeah, some good, uh, some good fun on a week that's absolutely sucked. It is. <laughs> it has. Yes. Today's action movie rewind is all about Rambo Three. And some people are asking, well, you know, why why would you guys not just go in chronological order? Why wouldn't you go Rambo? Why wouldn't you go First Blood and then First Blood Two or whatever? Second Blood. <laughs> Listen. If we had to do that, then because I want to review at some point a Rocky movie, we're not going to start with Rock. Rocky one's like two and a half hours and stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna jump yeah, around. Yeah, just a one bit from sometimes. a franchise yeah. now. Yeah, I think is absolutely fair. So we chose probably the the most ridiculous one, Rambo three. And <laughs> you say ridiculous, <laughs> I say ideal for this uh, segment. So here's the summary, and I grabbed different chunks of like the Rotten Tomatoes summary, and then a couple other ones. So I'll read you just a couple chunks here. Over 2 million Afghan civilians have been slaughtered by Russian armies over a nine-year period, including chemical warfare. And the United States wants John Rambo to come out of retirement as a combat soldier to help fix the problem. Because he's working in a monastery. (laughs) Which we'll get to. (laughs) Here's the Rotten Tomatoes write-up. By the way, 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what? I think for the the third action movie in a trio. (laughs) What? What do you mean? You thought it'd be higher? No, <laughs> not if he's lower. Which is why, I'll which wait. is why I loved it. How does how does Rambo three get thirty seven percent and bleeping Speed gets ninety four percent? What is wrong with America? Outside of what's wrong with Phil Mackie? Yeah, I think it didn't have Keanu. That's why. Yeah, I'm gonna speed up. Actually, we should we should do another category. Would this movie have been better with Keanu Reeves cast as the lead <laughs> character or not? And Sandra Bullock as the mercenary. <laughs> When Vietnam vet and former Green Beret John Rambo discovers his former commander is being held captive in Afghanistan, he undertakes a personal rescue mission. This big-budget action drama soon finds Rambo returning to his vigilante ways, single-handedly killing countless enemies during the course of his quest. Worth noting that Rambo 3, which was released on May 25, 1988, so 
Uh, this week is the 27th anniversary. No, I'm sorry. 32nd anniversary of Rambo yep. 3. It grossed $189 million at the box office with a production budget around $60 million. Rambo 3 was the most expensive film ever made at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your favorite part of Rambo 3. We'll start there. Denzel Gad. Oh, goodness gracious. Now, first of all, I did find this factoid. The 1990 Guinness Book of World Records deemed that Rambo 3 was the most violent film of the time ever made. 221 acts of violence, at least 70 explosions, and more than 108 characters killed on screen. Okay? Can I give you, at some point during this rewind, I have my five favorite kills from the movie. Okay. Just so you guys know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I've got so many different parts of this film that that fall into the category of favorite parts. Because it was it was an hour forty two running time of just gloriousness, and it actually felt a it little really long. Was. It felt a little. It, it, it probably didn't need to even be an hour forty two. It probably didn't, but who cares? I, I you know what? <laughs> if you keep if you keep it below one forty five, I'm fine with it. Um, I think my favorite though, if I have to pick one, and I mean there are some just juicy ridiculousness scenes in. In this, including including Stallone being paired with um, his co-star, who, again, sort of looked like I did. I mean, skinnier than me, but it's like you really are supposed, supposed to believe that this guy runs with John Rambo. Uh, but my favorite part is at the end in the scene after the cavalry comes, and they're all fighting. And first, I believe it's pronounced Colonel Trotman. Yep, Trot- Trotman. Trotman. Yep. Okay, he gets shot in the upper back shoulder. And goes down. And and it looks like the way the shot hits him, it looks like, oh, my God, he might be dead or hurt badly. And shortly thereafter, John Rambo gets shot in the leg, like right square in the leg, to the point of even if you're Stallone, that big and burly, I think he probably couldn't run too well. Shortly after both of them are shot, they're absolutely fine. They're absolutely can can run around and and they're you know either in Stallone's case going yeah. into the tank. This was also after so Stallone gets shot in the leg, and this is after I'm probably skipping way ahead here, but he has a piece of shrapnel from oh, an yeah. explosion that he pulls out of his own body. That's in the cave, and then he essentially welds his own wound shut yep. with a freaking torch. That's is, the most ridiculous part of the movie. First of all, first <laughs> of all, he he is recovered from that by this time. But anyway, so so in this scene, then when when Rambo, who's been shot in the leg, manages to get in the tank and commandeer the tank, and the collision with the helicopter, and there's this huge explosion, and and throughout the course of this film, they've basically been showing helicopters and tanks explode, blow up, people die. And that John Rambo survives that. Of course he does. And he's absolutely John fine. Rambo, man. And at the end, he, him and, and Trotman, again, are standing there about to go home. And it's like they were never shot. All right, let me give you my favorite part of the movie. Because I think when we get to Declan, he's pretty much just going to walk out on the entire segment. Yeah. I can tell that he didn't like this movie. <laughs> it's just going to be That's great. That's the point. So You're not supposed to like My it. favorite part of this movie was the opening like three or four minutes. Okay. Just like right, right when you get into it's 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 such an ultimate '80s action feel to the first like three, four, five minutes of this movie. So you've got roided out Sylvester Stallone with his back to the camera. He's living in Bangkok and he's living he's living in a monastery essentially, <laughs> but he's also an underground cage fighter of some kind. Do it for extra money. 
Yeah, for, for, extra for money, the monastery. Yeah, extra for money. the monastery. He gives, he the, gives the money to, to the, the monastery. To the yeah. young monks. Yeah. yeah. So he's got the curly long hair. He's got his he's got his roided out back muscles to the camera, and he's tying his red bandana with with scars all over his torso and chest as he turns around and body. And he walks into this raucous underground fighting arena where they are fighting each other with essentially two nightsticks or clubs. Yeah. Yep. And it's just a, it's two dudes, write it out, shirts off. And it's like hundreds of people with whatever the they're Bangkok cash is. They're taking bets. And so Rambo wins the fight, but he, but he very nobly does not kill his opponent, even though he could have. He helps the guy off the ground. Mm-hmm. He pockets the cash. He gives it to a young monk. It's basically, if you were to combine, the first five minutes of Rambo 3, or if you were to combine, like, Rocky 4, Bloodsport. Bloodsport, I thought Bloodsport. And, and Rambo, obviously, all into one. It's just, it's it's the culmination of 80s action movies in five minutes at the beginning of this one. How, how long, Unbelievable. Does, how long does it take before uh, Stallone uh, has his first word? Yeah, I was wondering. I the dialogue that as well. on Stallone. I noticed that, too. It, do you think it takes... Eight minutes at least. I I would say probably so. It's, it's pro- not, probably for the best. It's not until they get oh, back to the monastery and and yeah. Kurtwood Smith, who was my favorite part of the movie, because oh Red Foreman, Red Foreman's in the movie. <laughs> I, I saw him and I was like, oh thank God, Red Foreman. And long before Red Foreman, baby. <laughs> and then he was only in the movie for like three minutes. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was just a go between. My favorite part was when this movie was over. This was the worst film I have ever seen, dude. What? This you're was not, the worst, wait. worst movie I have ever seen you're, from start to finish. You're not embracing the was, project. No, I embrace the project. This was the worst film I have ever seen, you know dude. What? It's awful. I am okay with this take. I am tolerant of this take. It's so Especially bad. this week. I will not be intolerant of anything, including your take on this movie. <laughs> and this was before everything started unfolding last night. I watched this like at 6 o'clock. I turned it on. At, at what the point? Night, last night was a horrible night from starting at Rambo all the way to bedtime. And really, like, if you were to have, uh, I don't know, news coverage of Minneapolis and Rambo 3 on two screens, you wouldn't be able to tell which was which at certain points. Correct. So, all right, so Declan hated it. Okay, well, let's get right to, let's get right to the next category. What was your least favorite part about Rambo 3? We'll start with Declan. Yeah, I was going to say, Declan, go ahead. What was the point of the horse game scene where they're, like, (laughs) chasing that rodent? Yeah, that's what it was. Teamwork. Well, it was so okay from a cinematic standpoint. The point of the horse, it was like a game of polo, but they were kind of like a modified game of polo, right? Like like it was like Afghan polo. I don't know. the The cinematic point of it, they needed a mechanism to get all of these guys in one spot, but not paying full attention, so that when the Russians came in with their military aircraft, yep, exactly, they could catch them off guard. Yep. So because they had been tipped off by the informant who was supposed to be on John Rambo's side, correct? Yep, but they had an informant. Um, camaraderie's right i would say uh if i could if i could get to my second favorite part of the movie i think or the most like ridiculously corny part of the movie yeah so colonel Chapman is trying to convince rambo listen we need your help on this and we both know even though you're sitting here and like now be very clear he calls him john only though he calls him john john yep listen john what do you want and he and he basically John, says, "I did my time." I know you're meditating with monks now, even though you. So you're you're living in a monastery and you're meditating with monks, but you're also like fighting in these brutal underground fights. It was sort of weird, but I know and you know that you are a military fighting machine. You are a born combat soldier. Mm-hmm. And Rambo is saying, "Listen, I'm at peace." I, I like it here. My my. In, in fact, his I, words, he said, "My war is over." In fact, I've got lines too because the lines in this film were just glorious. So, unless I'm missing something, so this John Rambo is in Bangkok. 
Okay, that's where the that's where the initial scene is taking place. Yes, you're right. the The conflict I took notes. The conflict is in Afghanistan. Yep. The Russians have infiltrated Afghanistan. Yes. And there has been a nine year war going on. Okay. Okay. So, so the United States uh, embassy officer and then Colonel Troutman travel to Bangkok from I don't know where exactly. Maybe even from the United States, but they travel to Bangkok. And they make a special trip to f- tell Rambo face-to-face, like, hey, we want you to come back, okay? He says no. Yep. So Colonel Troutman goes on with these other soldiers, not with John Rambo, and immediately, like, at the border of Afghanistan, yeah, just, like, get wiped out. <laughs> it's bad news. So what we don't know is, did the did the official embassy guy also go with them to the border? Because if he did, that means he traveled, and I looked this up on Google, 2,500 miles back to Bangkok. Oh, no, he didn't. To walk up to John Rambo face-to-face no. just to say, hey, listen, your buddy got he captured. Go. Okay, he didn't go. Yeah, yeah. So he stayed Colonel in Bangkok. Trump took okay. him with him and then and then left him okay. when John. I thought he made a special trip of 2,500 no. miles back to Bangkok to say, no. hey, I just wanted to tell you face-to-face your buddy got captured. Uh, uh, there's nothing we can do. Goodbye. <laughs> no, he was. Now, now, I don't know if he had stayed in Bangkok and he was liaison there or had supposedly gone back to the, the U.S., because this was a war in which the U.S. was not participating, mm-hmm. but had a, vetri- a vested interest in keeping the Russians out, out of Afghanistan, which is why they told John, we can't condone you going now. That's nothing new. So they couldn't <laughs> condone that. It's nothing new. Um, okay. Very, very, very cynical, John Rambo. So, well, he's had a lot of experience because lot, we, we didn't go through issues. the first two. Trust issues. But in, in the first two, which I think, Started with the Vietnam experience. John had a lot go wrong for him. Okay, my least favorite part about this, and this is actually going to go back to um, Air Force One as well. Air Force One was the 90s, right? 97 or so? Yeah. This is 88, around the time that Gorbachev brought down the wall, right? We kept going back to the well of Russians being this communist, terrible yeah. country, and they and at that point in time, they really and still aren't those guys. So, like this whole film is based on <laughs> communist Russia out there, and and the it's, other it's ho- a Stallone theme in the eighties, and, and the, we will get to and the, the and the well, but yeah, but but the Rocky one, I think, in a time period one, still made some sense. Like by this time, it made no sense, and the other thing was. Do you think it would be seen now as objectionable that in the 80s, late 80s, and certainly throughout the 90s, when we did a project that involved the bad guys from Mother Russia, that we found the worst American actors we could with bad Russian accents? Yes, they all sound like Teddy KGB and Rounders. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Actually, they're not that good. (laughs) Well. Malkovich Teddy, was pretty. Teddy KGB, like John Malkovich, essentially walked into Rounders and said, "I'm going to do the corniest Russian accent ever," and it worked because mm-hmm. he's just so over the top. Yeah, and he's good. But you could even hear it kind of going in and out of like it was like going between how a New Yorker would sound and how a Russian would sound. <laughs> Where are the missiles? I don't know anything about any missiles. Of course you do, but you do not seem to realize I'm providing a way out for us both. You expect oh, sympathy? That was you British. Hold on, start this right. over. You're right. Okay, listen to this again. Yep, you're right. It's, it's you going it. back and forth between like a British accent and a Russian accent. Where are the missiles? I don't know anything about any missiles. Of course you do. But you do not seem to realize I'm providing a way out for us both. You expect sympathy? You started this damn war. Now you have to deal with it. And we will. 
It is just a matter of time before we achieve a complete victory. <laughs> yeah, be a victory. Every day your war machines lose ground to a bunch of poorly armed, poorly equipped freedom fighters. The fact is that you underestimated your competition. If you'd studied your history, you'd know that these people have never given up to anyone. They'd rather die than be slaves to an invading army. You can't defeat a people like that. We tried. We already had our Vietnam. Now you're going to have yours. <laughs> okay, he actually slipped from from Russian to British to I think I think he just sort of gave up for a second. <laughs> just by the end, he just like, he's just like, hey, dude, what's going on? My name is Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stop with this. I charade. don't know anything about any missiles. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to give Declan more of a platform here since we're on our least favorite things about this movie. Here. Yeah, Declan, go ahead. Uh, I despise the little kid arguably compromising every part of the mission. I agree with that. I'm, I'm with you on that. What the hell is he doing? Who gets his legs shot up early, and What's then this? Rambo has to carry him yeah. and fight off like 400 Russian soldiers. What's this? It's a knife. What's this? It's a necklace. It's 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 it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, don't be annoying. Well, and he just won't leave. Yeah, he won't. He, he like, won't, won't go home. Well, see, like if they were going to use him, they should have used it's a him. Good one, Dex. I in, like that uh, one. Uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom had short round, yes. and he was like a, he a valuable. Me of him. But he was a valuable part of the. This kid was like a pest. Correct. He he added no value at all. When Rambo is going through the dirt, trying to sneak into the place with his knife, trying to figure out landmines. Yep. And apparently, if you just hit one with a knife. It doesn't blow up. Is there a, is there like a weight limit? Like yeah. if you if if it's if it's yeah, 50 I think you trigger it, but with your weight, yeah, I think you just sort of like stick the knife there. Who knows? Yeah, he's literally crawling on his belly and, through a minefield. And have you guys ever seen <laughs> supposed explosives that look cheaper? Yeah, like all yeah. the explosives look like they came from Mattel toys. <laughs> well, they probably did. I don't know. I didn't look at like how they produced it, but. They probably had like toy helicopters and stuff that the they were blowing up. The film cost a boatload to make, as you said. It was so. amazing. Yeah. That part was amazing. But yes, the kid one's a great the kid one. one was ridiculous. That, I'm, and I'm like, lose the kid and your pal. Because mm-hmm. if we know one thing, John Rambo works solo. Yeah. Like, there's no reason he doesn't need he doesn't need teammates. And that brings me to Miley's favorite part of the movie. All right, I'm all for suspending my disbelief for the most part except for speed and how you would keep a car or bus going over 50 miles an hour exiting off freeways and stuff we don't have to get back into that this is where my disbelief (laughs) crept in just a little bit even knowing the context like this is a this is an 80s action movie this is rambo 3 i feel like russian citizens should be very very disappointed in their military okay how does one guy and like a kid sidekick and an, an old shot up colonel take down several hundred russian soldiers at their base and also out in the middle of some desert of some kind when they are surrounded at the end of the movie when they are like temporarily surrounded until the afghan army comes in those guys are temporarily surrounded by like 400 russian military members after they've already killed about 200 of them i just feel like yeah i mean it, it, you know what it reminded me of remember when the go for basketball team Played Alabama, shorthanded Alabama. It was oh, like a, it was like a five on three because Alabama had everyone fall out. I think it was Thanksgiving or Black Friday. Yeah, like the Gophers in that game were <laughs> Russia in in Rambo three. It's like you guys put them away. What just just lean on them? What are you doing? So I I just feel like if I'm a Russian citizen, I'm I'm looking at my army in 1988. And I'm wondering a few things. Well, there's okay. a little bit of foreshadowing because his partner when they're on the donkeys you know trying to get there he was like instead of sending 500 sheep he said five good men or at five lines five lines instead of 500 sheep 
So it's a little bit of foreshadowing of we don't need to send a whole cavalry. We just need five good These guys. These guys are idiots. These yeah. guys are dummies. Well, it's Ramble. He works alone. That's got to be the, the whole key thing. As, uh, as they're riding the horses or donkeys or whatever it is, like they're going through the caves to yeah. try and get to the Russian military base. Yep. And at one point, Rambo asks, how much, how much further? And the guy goes, about two hours. About two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'll look at my cell phone. Yeah. Let me check my I'll look GPS. at my GPS. Yeah, it's about two hours. Away, Johnny. Too. It's about two hours. So, so explain oh. this, too. So the, the scene that came after the, the game on the horses and the Russians attack with, I think, two copters, all right? Yeah. And they're shooting guys up left and right, and horses are falling down and blah, blah, blah. And Rambo is, like, in their sights. Like, the helicopter is, the yeah. he is right below it. So he's completely screwed. And he gets away. And then he gets to that machine gun and actually blows up the copter. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Great scene. Yeah. Everyone else basically is dead, except for, like, two key folks who come back. The kid, of yeah, course, like doesn't the, die. I love how, the, like, the one guy, as, as so Rambo goes into this Afghan village off the top of the mission and sits down and basically says, like, who's coming, who's coming with me, right? And all of them are like, dude, it's a suicide mission. Like, we're not, we're not going with you. This thing's been going on for nine years. And, and so what, the wise Afghan guy with the mustache says, don't leave. Let me explain to you why we are not helping you. Right. Yep. And, and he did a very good job explaining, listen, the Russians have overtaken our country. They've overtaken our village. Um, yes, we have been fighting them in certain spots. But the more we push back, the more they just overwhelm us. Mm-hmm. And so... Why would we go on this mission to save your buddy if we know that it's just going to result in them coming to kill us anyways? Like, what's what's the point? So they play the game of polo. The Russians come over with their military helicopters and kill everyone. And perfect timing. So Rambo's alive. The kid is alive. And then, like, the wise old sage guy comes walking up and he goes, see, I told you so. Like, <laughs> Well, and, and the Calvary, how, how did the Calvary know when to come, too? I, like they just showed up miraculously at the eleventh hour right. because like how would they like, how would they know that Rambo has they wouldn't know unless they called hey John what's going on oh, man I need some help here text, I'm going to be in who the, sent the desert. text message uh, plagiarism alert did you guys notice that when he is rigging up the Russian camp and putting the bombs on the cars and the tanks and stuff that there is an underlying so there's the the haunting music playing but then there's an Underlying, no, no, no. A little like Halloween. They stole Friday uh, the Thirteenth. Yeah. That's yes. That's Friday the Thirteenth. You can't steal that. That's Jason Voorhees' music. So great. To quote you guys, you're wrestling. That's Jason Voorhees. That's not John Rambo's My God. music. My God, that's Jason Voorhees' music. That's not John Rambo's. Can I give you guys my five greatest kills in Rambo 3? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think you'll remember all five of these. Absolutely. Right? So in no particular order, these are just the five best kills of Rambo 3, okay? Number one, Judd already mentioned, the machine gun nest near the beginning where he run, he outruns machine gun fire and <laughs> bombs from, from helicopters. He sits up in the machine gun nest, and he hasn't sat in one of these for a long time, okay? This is the other thing. Like One of my nitpicks is, would Rambo have been performing at this level coming out of retirement? I don't know, man. Like he's older. This would be he had he had no training warm up missions with Washington scoring fifty, correct on a regular basis. Like not just a fluke fifty, but like scoring fifty maybe night after night. Yeah, he got some there. But he jumps right into the machine gun nest. Feels like he's at home. How about <laughs> how about the knife throw to the throat of a Russian security guard as he's trying to get his his buddy the colonel out of prison? I feel it was like, like a twenty yard throw, just precisely right to the jugular. I feel like the knife 
throw to the throat is very – it's a cinematic competition between Stallone and Arnold. Yeah, they both, like, they like both they're have both in their dueling for who, who can have the best knife throw to gut a person, basically, from across the room. It's a risky play because, obviously, uh, in this case, I think one of his – comrades was also standing next to the security guard maybe even the kid and it was the kid so like you're right you you could you could you could hit your comrade you could miss entirely and now you're empty-handed that guy has a gun like it's it's a high risk maneuver of course you'd get shot get right up and be fine correct which is what happened twice in this movie uh the third best kill of this movie when he just walks up behind one of the russian soldiers outside and uses kind of a modified sleeper hold and then snaps the guy's neck chuck norris style i actually i actually have a complaint there i i think Schwarzenegger's um, neck snaps are way more believable and way more fun to watch. <laughs> Stallone's are sort of boring. Like he, it looks, it looks like like he learned a modified sleeper hold, and you're supposed to believe that kills a guy. Well, was, listen, Ted DiBiase probably had the best sleeper hold in the history mm-hmm. of TV wrestling, et cetera. And so I, th- I could see how you could get into that sleeper hold and just put a little. Okay, but on but somebody. Schwarzenegger films. Gave you to me what's the key cinematic experience of the neck snap, which is the crack itself. <laughs> oh yeah, Stallone's don't he, he like, just, like you don't hear that. He just seemed dejected the whole movie. Like he was just so lifeless. Well, John Rambo is lifeless. Yeah, is, kind he, of a, is he like that in that's one the and character. two? Yeah, he's not a very excitable guy. Okay, in one, I believe Phil. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he barely talks, and he, I'm not kidding. He's a drifter. Yeah, he mostly just like I've gotta go. He interacts early on with like the police officer that comes up to him, right? But then the rest of the movie, he might only have sporadic lines. We'll definitely do the original Rambo it's at some pre- point. It's on this. pretty clear that, that Stallone was so popular at the time that this was that that the Rambo series became a huge money making vehicle. But I bet that he had other projects going, and so he seriously didn't want to put like a lot of line work into these films. No dialogue. Just let me come in, take my shirt off. It's true. And blow some things up. That's what I think. The fourth best kill of this movie, in no particular order, but this is the fourth best one. Uh, the bow and arrow in the caves. He just like all of a sudden he just like has okay, a he just cool. has a bow and arrow. Where did like where that. did he even come? I'd from? I'd like to talk about that. <laughs> Nobody. I have. I swear to God, I have never seen an action film where they basically put the the um, conduits of the kill into the characters' hands, and you have no idea where they came from. Right. Like he'll just have a gun. Like like when in Commando, when Arnold got to the island that the bad guys were on he's absolutely loaded up with all this crap and it looks sort of silly but you're like okay he's He's got got all of this he's got all this yeah like john rambo would have like a ham sandwich in one scene and the next he'd have two machine guns right there was your point there was a bow and arrow right there was a scene where so uh the russian military is assembling and they're in tanks and so like he's kind of bouncing around and and he's trying to fend off tanks and a couple military helicopters outside the base and I think he gets thrown. He, he there's like an explosion or something, or he gets tossed. And the scene shows him just like getting tossed off to the side, uh, next to this tank. And these two dudes from the Russian army rise up out of the tank with guns. And Stallone turns, and there's just like a machine gun laying in the dirt, and he just grabs it. And no. <laughs> and the best kill of the movie, the best kill of this movie, yes, was toward the end, Rambo. Squaring off against macho giant Russian big guy, right? Oh, and Russian big guy the, makes a grave mistake by having live grenades attached to his yes, chest protector, yes, whatever that was. Yes. And Rambo getting choked out with the bear hug, still has his arms free, just pulls the pin on one of the grenades, and the guy panics. 
He drops Stallone, and he's got about four seconds to live, and he winds up falling down some sort of like a cave hole and blowing up as he hangs from the cave That's hole. actually in, in Great my notes as well, though. It was a good kill, but by that point in the film, I didn't need a fight scene. I just wanted death. Well, you got it. No, right, but I feel like I feel like like the fight scene. It, if it had come earlier, I'd be like, oh, okay, you know, we're getting into the violence of the film. But because it came so late, I'm like, I don't want a fight scene right now, a back and forth. <laughs> I want guns and I want people dropping. I'm I'm tired by now, and and I, I did so. That guy who was a Russian who dies, I looked it up, and his name's like Andy Smith. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. Andy, come on over here. He's we like, got to get this yeah. Rambo hey, guy can out. you do a Russian accent, Andy? <laughs> absolutely. I must break you. Okay, that's good enough. All right, let's get to our – wait, any any last thoughts from Declan? Any any other least favorite parts of this movie for you? I, I will never watch another Rambo again. What? Oh, Rambo 1 you should watch. Rambo 1 is a You should watch movie. it. Okay. Um, it oh, was horrible. I've got one more note. I'm, I'm serious. It was, it was <laughs> the worst notes. thing I have ever seen in a movie. Because we got to get to our definitive bad guy right I got more here. notes here. Okay. Um, when, when Rambo goes back for the second time by himself into the Russian camp and frees his buddy, okay? I absolutely love how he has time to not only, with intense pressure and men bearing down on him, free his buddy but also free everybody else. Oh, yeah. And they fly him out in the copter. The copter gets shot up and crashes. And by the way, does not blow up conveniently upon impact, but takes some time. And that's the last that you see of the hostages he freed. Like, why did we bother freeing the hostages? The rest of them. His buddy, I get completely. Well, you can't, but he, you mean... Like, like he, when, when would you have freed the hostages? After? I would, he didn't care about them. He only wanted his friend no, out. He, of course he cares about the hostages. But he frees them, but you don't know what happens to them. Do they get killed? Do they? No, actually, you know what? That's what happened. They went back to their village and told the, the rest of the Afghan Oh, because they had time army, to hey, cruise back in their nice, nice car? <laughs> what they get? What they get it's, in their Ferrari? It's only, like, it's only like a three-hour journey back. Think about that, by the way. So it was. We know that it was at least a two or three hour journey to get from the Afghan village to the military base. So they travel. So those those prisoners escape. They travel at least two or three hours one way. Say, listen, you guys got to come back. They need your help. Was there really a six or seven hour window there after those prisoners were freed, where Rambo was fending off four hundred Russian soldiers? Maybe you're right. Maybe that's what we were supposed to believe. But anyway, all right, all right. Definitive bad guy rankings here. I'm going to say like we have to identify who the bad guy is here. I'm going to say just the Russian military. The Russian military is the bad guy, and the boss guy. I don't know. Russia's always the bad guy. It was it was more just about like the collective military effort, though. So um, our definitive bad guy rankings to this point: Cyrus the virus from Con Air is number one. Dennis Hopper from Speed is number two. Angry terrorist Ivan from Air Force One is three. Corrupt senator from Hard to Kill is four. Chong Lee, the villain fighter in Bloodsport, is five. Uh, Bennett, the fat Freddie Mercury guy from Commando. <laughs> Bodie from Point Break. And General Hummel from The Rock. Here's what I think. All right. And this is tough for Declan because he yes. came into this segment after not seeing some of these movies. Uh, I was very unimpressed, but I mean, let, let's put it this way: for one, there wasn't like a, f- a great figurehead villain in this movie. I mean, there was, but he was like, I know what you mean. It was, it was supposed to be those it's top the, two it's guys. It's supposed to the Russian yeah, army, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 And number two, they just like like Chung Lee in Bloodsport murdered a couple fighters and was like a, a major threat to Jean Claude Van Damme. Their necks, and you got right. to hear the snap. 
the Russian military couldn't even, like, it's like 400 against one. They're just a bunch of incompetent Barney Fifes with machine and guns. And Air Force One had, had the stereotypical Russian bad guy, but it was really well done, sort of. Yeah. Like, like, it was over the top, but it was also well done, and so I could embrace this. This is, this is one of my least favorite bad guys. So I'd put it probably last. Okay. Um, I don't I don't disagree. Let's put him last. Let's put him last. So he uh wow, we've done nine of these though. This is this is this is action movie rewind number nine for us. <laughs> number nine. It's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Um it's time to rate this movie on a one through ten Seagal scale. One through ten Seagal scale. We'll start with Declan. How many Seagulls would you give? Negative one? Is that even an option? See, I think it's up there, actually, because it... Okay, we'll I... will put Declan down for a zero. Yeah, just okay. give me a zero. I, it was, I'm serious, <laughs> dude. I've, I've seen some bad movies that, like, are so bad that I've enjoyed them. I can safely say this was the worst film I have ever seen. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, but that's not... But see, Easily. But see, that's not the spirit of the one to Seagull ranking. The spirit is, in some ways, is how bad was... The ah, film. I and, think and this got to be some. Enter, it's got to be entertainingly bad, though. And so, if, if this for Declan, if this went be, if this was just bad without the entertainment, it wasn't then it's got to be a zero. <laughs> okay, th- this actually to me um, exceeds speed in the wow. ranking. Wow, uh, it had a lot. It had a lot of of elements that I am looking for. I'm not saying I'm proud of that. What did I give speed last week? Do you have it? A seven. Okay, I'm going to give this an eight then. I don't know who you are. I'm going to give this an eight. So you. I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it a four. You guys are, you do not get John Rambo then. I actually think Speed was a better movie than Rambo 3. But I found oh, it was a better movie. Found enjoyment out of. That's out not of, the spirit of the ranking. Well, so I, I am putting. No, but it's, I think we should define the spirit of the ranking just so we're clear going forward. I think the spirit of the ranking is how entertainingly action-y was the movie. Yep. And if there's other factors you want to include here. And so for Declan, if he didn't find it entertaining at all, then I'm fine with a zero being the ranking there. So It uh, gave could, you could, a record number of kills at the time. That's all I got to say about it. Could this movie have gone an extra 30 minutes? No. no. Could have been 30 minutes shorter. It really could have been. This did not have to be a one hour and 42 minute oh, movie. Dude. They spent an hour setting up the no, backstory. No, 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 no. They also had, you know, the largest budget of all time. So they were going to give, they're going to give you an hour 40. 142 was absolutely fine, but anything above that, nah, way too much. All right. For next week, it's my turn. Oh, yeah, it is your turn. Yeah. My turn. I'm excited. What all you right. Got for us? We're going to go back to back Stallone. Okay. Screw it. We're going back to back. This is the first Stallone movie we have. We're going to go back to back Stallone. Right. We're going to hit on a couple of 80s classics. Okay. Similar theme. We're going right into Rocky Four. Okay. Oh, yes. Rocky Four for next week's action movie rewind. Okay. Uh, I saw be theater. honest. Have you, guys, have you guys seen it? Yes. I saw it in the theater. Okay. Beautiful. Nolwood Mole back when they had a, a theater. Was there a standing ovation at the end? People were excited, there man. Had to have been. In 84? Don't. I yeah. despise that at movie theaters. So do I, but. Back in the day, man, it was that was a popular film. Rocky Four 